I'm Eitan Weinstein. And I'm Naor Menninger. And you're listening to Two Nice Jewish Boys. This podcast is made in collaboration with the Jewish Journal. We forgot to press record. <laughs> when I say we, I mean he. <laughs> um, so we're going to do the intro again really quick for you guys, okay? Go. So this is, this is the little intro we wrote. We all have aspirations in life. Some of these goals we might achieve through hard work, taking risks, and making tough sacrifices. Now I can look more at the camera because I already have practiced it. Others we might struggle with our whole lives but never accomplish. This is why when we see someone who has done something great, we look up to them with admiration. When you set your mind to something and you persevere, people can't help but appreciate the feat. Yuval Feldman is a rising star in the New York culinary scene. She graduated the Culinary Institute of America, one of the top cooking schools in the U.S., where she specialized in desserts. Then she immediately started working at... Here it goes... L'Atelier de Jolles Robuchon, a two-star Michelin restaurant. She also worked in the bakery of Dominique Ansel, who was elected the world's top confectioner in 2018. But as if all 17. that wasn't... 2017? Yeah. But as if all that wasn't enough, she then started working in the Manhattan restaurant, one of Donnie Mayer's restaurants where she became a sous chef, a really rare privilege at such a young age. Now she's here for a short time before she goes back to the Big Apple. Yuval Feldman joins 2NJB to talk about New York City's culinary scene. What makes a good muffin? And the question <laughs> of the century, peanut butter or jelly or peanut butter and chocolate. We discussed it already, guys. So we're going to have to give you a short summary. Basically, she said... Peanut butter and chocolate. You agreed? Yes. I think you're both completely wrong. <laughs> and, now and now we'll continue. We'll move on. That, yeah. was, that was like... That was very professional, I feel like. <laughs> yes, we, it we, was. So what's up, Yuval? That was actually a really good question. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I wanted to change it, but I'm always wrong. Yeah, you are. You It's are, like, you are. wow. Um, so, so Yuval, first of all, first things first. What you see here, guys, is, is we basically got treats. Um, what do we I have here? I always bring treats. Okay, so they're chocolate chip cookies. Basic, but the best. Um, they have dark milk and white chocolate, and they're freshly baked and nice and gooey on the inside. And then we have an apple tart, which is, um, it has like a sable on the bottom, which is like a crispy cookie. And then a cake and layers of thin, thin <laughs> apples that I just like peeled with a peeler. And then there's dried caramel inside, and then it's baked for two hours. And then on top, it's like white chocolate whipped cream which is really good too so but this dessert is special right yeah so Why? this dessert um this by this i mean the, the apple the tart. apple yeah so at robuchon we had an apple um a tart plate and this is one of the tarts it was just um a little longer in shape and not square but um this is the exact same oh my, I, my mind my mind immediately goes to this Oh, I'm a, it's so Jewish. I'm like, didn't he copyright <laughs> the tart? Like, how That's come? That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. How come But you are to allowed to fucking make it to us? This should be illegal. Um, Can you even copyright food? So when we make stuff, we have our notebooks. Well, we're supposed to have our notebooks. And then you just write... the recipe and the method so you can make it again and again 
um, without always looking at the recipe book that we have at the restaurant. Um, and this that, didn't answer my question at all. So, te <laughs> technically, no, but it's not that I'm like giving you guys the recipe. It's not that I'm publishing the recipe. But online. what's preventing you from opening a bakery in Tel Aviv and making loyalty? Okay. Fair yeah, enough. I would. Uh, really, there's no yeah. patents in the in the cooking world. Like, it's not like if you use that recipe, he could sue you. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I can. Oh, okay. He can. So there okay. is there yeah. is like intellectual property yeah. when it comes to recipes. Interesting. Unless he publishes it in a, in a book, I guess, and then yeah. it's, it's more legit. No, there is. He's saying she's saying there is intellectual property. Like he could sue her. Yeah, when yeah. You, always when you s get a new job and you sign all the forms, I you see, say I see, that I see. you're yeah, you're not gonna take yeah. recipes, you're not gonna take pictures. Well, let's stuff. let's take a step back because, well, we we need to take several steps back. But one step back, who's I want to take a step forward and eat that. <laughs> so <laughs> just a second, just a second, be patient, <laughs> be patient. <laughs> it's in front of him, so <laughs> yeah. Who's Robuchon? For those who do not know. Okay, so he's one of the best um, chefs, not pastry chefs, um, in the world. He, he's alive? No, he passed away about six months ago, I think. Maybe more. He's French. Didn't he commit suicide? No, he died of cancer. Okay. Yeah. Um, so he had the most Michelin stars in the world um, from L'Atelier and... He has, I don't know exactly how many locations, but around the world from one star to three stars and very, very well known. And so like, at like all together, all the stars, he has the most Michelin yeah, stars. Yeah, he I had see. 32 when he passed oh, that's away. That's insane. But wow. now more restaurant got um, reviews, so they got more. And he's French. He is French. <laughs> <laughs> and did you get to meet him? I did not, unfortunately, because um, he was supposed to come to New York, I think in June, and then he didn't feel well, so mm. he didn't come. And then he was supposed to come in October, and then he passed away oh. in July, so I didn't see. I see. Yeah, unfortunately. So I let's take another yes. step back, okay. uh, as hard <laughs> as this is for me to do. But what what about you? We know about now a little bit about Robuchon. Yeah. Maybe we'll talk more about him. But you grew up here in Israel. Where yeah. exactly? Um, I was born in Ovda, which is an airbase. Um, oh, down south. Yeah. In the desert. Yeah. Um, and then we moved with my dad's job, well, the Air Force. We moved to Hatserim. Also Another airbase, base, yeah. yeah. And then we moved to Reut, which is Modin, uh, Makabim, Reut. Yeah. Um, all together. Basically a village of military people. <laughs> exactly. So Everyone where, came together. Where in this, like, growing up on air, on, like, air force bases yeah. in the middle of the desert, <laughs> did you, how did you go from there to did making, you, like, little delicate Did you pastries. ever eat in an IDF base? <laughs> yeah. Which makes you want exactly. well, To be honest, I don't really remember any of the air bases, um, like, living there. Um, and then when we moved to Reut, I did remember this stuff. And then when I was, when I started fifth grade, we moved to the Philippines. Um, really? I mean, wow. You didn't know that, right? No, I did, but <laughs> oh, you did. didn't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she did. Should no, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't know that. Wait, you moved to the Philippines yeah. also as part of your father's uh, job? Yeah, but Manila? not for the Air Force, yeah. And then we lived three uh, three years over there, and then we moved to Austria and Vienna. 
So do you talk to, how how is this called Tagalog? Tagalog. Tagalog? Yeah. You no, speak it? No, I don't. I know how to say a few words, but <laughs> not really. Because everyone speaks English over there, so right, you don't right, really right. need to know. Um So from the Philippines, sorry, where to? Vienna, Austria. Vienna, Austria. Yeah. Um very so, different. Yes, there you have a culture of yeah. cakes and pastries. And yeah, food. I didn't like it then. Still don't? I do now. Okay. Not everything, but I do now. So I actually like, sorry, I actually no, like no. making stuff more than eating it. Really? Yeah. How come? I don't know. I don't know. I even like making desserts that are like for a three Michelin star restaurant than eating at a, at a three star Michelin restaurant. It's interesting because, you know, when you see the chefs, they're yeah. chubby. Many of them are, at least here in Israel, maybe in America it's different. But chefs get to, to be chubby from eating their own food, right? So I guess it's yeah. better to, to prevent, you know, pr- your chubbiness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, first of all, it's not healthy. And also I do acro, so I kind of need to not eat everything <laughs> not eight and i just like to taste and not eat so what's I just, acro acro yoga um it's just like handstands flipping and stuff um i love it <laughs> i yeah. did gymnastics since i was five and a half so that's actually guys <laughs> if you go to yuval's instagram we'll link and you can see like crazy shit that she does basically yeah. she does yeah like, my instagram is a mix of food desserts, you should create and like a like a like a fusion of them, like do like acro pastry. Yeah, yoga. like one one man stand and holding the pastry. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, you, seriously, she's working on it. She's doing crazy <laughs> things there, like like pyramids of people and, and that's insane <laughs> kinds of things. I love listening to people that don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because of the terminology. Pyramid. People and people. <laughs> yeah, it's like an orgy of. That's what it is. I don't think Acrobats. I have that picture on Instagram, but. <laughs> Um, okay, so you moved around. So yeah. where does food come Into to play a part in your life? Um, since I was young, I loved being in the kitchen. Uh, my mom um, just makes desserts and food really, really well. What are the nationalities at home? Um, Polonia. <laughs> po- Poles? Poland. Poland on yeah. both sides? Yeah. I see. Not a great culinary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but um, we have good food at home. Um, but then my mom is just wants to get it done and over with. So the only thing she let me do is like lick the spatula from the chocolate batter cake. Right. Um, so when I grew up, I just started making stuff at home and I loved it. And especially loved seeing people eating it. Um, do you remember the first thing you made? I don't think so. No. But it might be chocolate chip cookies. I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. It was what very was, basic. What was like the big dessert, your first big dessert that you kind of perfected and made well and you remember it? So I had a few cakes that now I don't really make because it's not my passion, but all the fondant cakes and stuff. Um, so when my dad um, was had his last flight at the Air Force, there was like a big celebration and um, I made this huge cake of, you know, how do you, how do you say the knafaim? Wings. The ice. Yeah, the wings. The wings of yeah. the flight. Yeah, so I made it as a cake and it was very big. Oh, wow. um, how old were you at the time? 
20. Yeah. Wow. So that's young to already start kind of. So yeah, that was that. something that I was very proud of because it was the biggest cake I've made. Um, but again, now I don't do fondant cakes because it's not. I mean, I love doing everything, but you need to have specialty in something, and I don't. I think you should focus on something and not like many many things so but in israel you know we have a pretty sophisticated cooking culinary scene here yeah basically you can and there's demand also so you could like study here perfect your skills here you could yeah. have done that i know so why why maybe it'd be even less competitive why culin yeah why why uh, culinary studies abroad and why why in america why not in paris or something okay. i mean um, country isn't known for yeah so i did known look for the peanut butter jelly jar <laughs> <laughs> i did look to study here in israel but i wanted something more than to like twice a week half day i wanted something that is every single day from i don't know seven to seven i don't mind even if it's longer and there's nothing like that here so i did want something that would open up doors after school and the culinary institute of america did that for sure so tell um, us about the day that you i mean you applied i'm assuming and then yeah. tell us about the day you got and how do you get it yeah. Okay. Um, I started emailing someone over there uh, when I was still in the army. And then um, we were just emailing back and forth and seeing if I can come. And then she told me how much it was, the tuition. And I was like, okay, wow, there's no way I'm going there <laughs> because it's very expensive. Um, and then I just left it like that. That was, I think, in 2014 so that was a year and a half before I did finish my service and then once we saw that the school here I was still in the army but it was like about three months out of it um, we started looking into schools here and then we saw that it just wasn't the level that I'm looking for so I emailed her again and asked her if I can come and see the school because we were just like going to the around like the area around so we can just pass by and look at it and once we were there it was just like the perfect match because it was just you know even the smell was the same smell that I had in school in the Philippines and it just made me feel at home um, it's just those little things that you always remember and that was still not 100% sure that I would get accepted and that I would have like the amount of money that they asked for but it was definitely the school that I wanted to go to so once we came back it was just um, a question of how we can make it happen um, I even remember my dad he was like do you see yourself here in six months and I was like Mm, yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, so I was asking her if I can start school in like September, the following. So it was, um, we came there October 15. So I asked her if like a year later I can start and she's like, everything is full. So either I can, you can start in January or you can start in Two um, years from then. No, in July. Mm. And that was, we were talking actually when it was February. So 
um i was like okay so i don't want to start in like january because that's very late and i'll take july and she's like okay oh i made a mistake you're actually going to pastry not to culinary so i have only in may or in january and i was like okay january is no because that's very late for me um may is like in two months <laughs> okay i'll take may so it was just like after i got accepted um it was just very very fast so how do you get accepted crazy. though i mean do you have to do you have to bake something do you what it, what's the um, process it used to be six months of experience now i don't know if they ask it anymore um but they did want to ask to see that you're coming and you know what you're getting into because this um industry is very very hard um it's a lot of hours that you have to stand up and you can't be lazy so mm -hmm. once you have six months you kind of know what you're getting into um i don't know if that's still a requirement um definitely money is a big part of it mm -hmm. um, like every school in america basically yeah yeah um but is there some kind of uh, application or is it mainly just if you're able there to there is an application um don't remember exactly okay. what it is but and there is an application the studies yeah. themselves they're challenging they're excruciating any that's no, not many options <laughs> challenging or <laughs> it's excruciating. not it's not that challenging i don't think so um okay I think just definitely That's an climatic quest uh, answer. The money is like a big part of it. Okay. I, I feel like. Yeah. And then when you actually when you're there and you're you're starting to learn what how like what was the you were mentioning that it opens a lot of doors. Yeah. What was the first door that kind of opened and how did that happen? Um half uh we have five semesters and then on the third semester you go to an externship. So you get help through school and there's a list of many many restaurants and um, bakeries in in the u.s and outside of the u.s but i wanted to focus on the u.s um and then there's also it's called career fair so it's once every semester that a lot of um chefs from restaurants and bakeries come to um, recruit us the students either for externship or for after uh, graduation so you can come and work and I went to work for Bouchon Bakery so it's also in New York and it's from Thomas Keller restaurant group and it was a great experience I mean as an extern you always get kind of like the easy stuff to do but it was my first job in English so it was still learning and I mean I loved it so what's, it was nice what's a, I've heard of intern what's an extern it's the same. Okay. Just, just I don't know why uh, in school we called it extern, but it's an internship. It's the okay. same. Yeah. I see. It's like a <laughs> New York-y thing. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't know that I would come back to New York after graduation because I said it's so expensive. So, I did live in Manhattan and I loved every minute of it. It was three months of just great experience. Work-wise, living-wise, it was amazing. So, that was like the first job. Were you, like, was New York always kind of, did you grow up like, oh, my God, the Big Apple? Or was was, was um, that not a thing for you? I mean, I love New York, but it wasn't, like, going to school because of it, New York. Yeah. I mean, school was two hours north from New York, so. Ah, really? It's yeah. outside of the city? Yeah. It's in Hyde Park, so it's okay. just, 
it's not living in New York. There are schools that are um, in Manhattan, but um, that school wasn't. Um, and also my mom was a flight attendant, so I used to travel a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't like And you grew going up in the Philippines. So. Yeah. So yeah, you are, had already been around the world. Yeah. I see. And English wasn't like a big challenge for me because because I lived outside of Israel. So I mean definitely that helped because I feel like if I didn't know English, then that would be a big step back. I wonder do you feel um, cause now you're getting kind of media coverage and I mean, this isn't anything near what you've gotten already. I mean, you've been in, uh, in, Israel. in, in Israel on yeah. several, uh, shows and I wonder if there's any kind of sense of, uh, being, you know, an ambassador, you know, cause usually Israel likes to make its successful people abroad, their ambassadors like, Oh, look at, look at all these people. Do you... Do you feel that? Do you like it? Do you not? What's? Um, I think since I w went to the CIA, the school, by myself and not with my family, um, and I got exposed to so many other people, um, but this time, again, I was just by myself, I kind of realized how Israeli I am. And really? Yeah. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> you know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How can you? Because you don't. You don't strike like you. You don't like seem like particularly Israeli at first. Yeah. So I mean, when when I lived here, it was just. I mean, there's so many different types of Israelis, um, but once you're outside, there's so many people, and I've just. I don't know. I'm. I'm just so Israeli. In what way? What do you feel? Um. I don't know. Just like, I feel like in the States, people trying to make stuff prettier than they are. And in Israel, we're just like, no, that's how it is. And even like once we studied at school, it was just once there was like a chef that was tougher, then people just didn't realize that it's for their, like to make them better. And they didn't know how to accept that it's not good enough or I don't I, again that their work isn't good enough yeah so I feel like they get taught as if it's okay if you lose you're still gonna get a prize for it you, and here it's like no you lose like yeah. it's okay you need to learn how to lose yeah. but over there it's like you lost you suck <laughs> go do <laughs> something else go, with your life. here's your medal because you lost it's like it's, it's, it's participation different. yeah you everybody participates and everybody deserves a medal for participation that's an, that, that, but that's very american yeah, yeah you agree I, no I, I mean, I agree that it's American. I don't agree that it's a good thing. No, I, 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 yeah. I don't. I, I didn't ask you if it's. And a good I really, thing. You, you're like, <laughs> I don't care about your opinion. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to know. Do you agree with yeah. her analysis? Yeah, I mean, it's weird because there is that. There is like America's like these, like not. I don't know. It's like the most capitalist place, you yeah. know. You could say, and and so competition is obviously. Uh, a, a big value there but yeah there is that sense like everybody gets a gold sticker yeah yeah <laughs> yeah definitely yeah, yeah yeah. i didn't think it was like that until i got there <laughs> yeah and the, the thing you said about beauty and its role the role it plays or perfection and stuff like that i wonder how it it's implemented in food um you know? yeah so again there's so many different types of people that 
are looking for different things. I definitely look for perfection in everything I make, um, even if it's not like in pastry, but also in food. And that's why I'm not a chef because chefs are usually like savory chefs. It's more quick and I have to have my mise en place, which is like everything in its place done before. And it has to be perfect. Um, and I mean, it takes a little more time than savory stuff, but, um, do you, uh, do you cook? Yeah, I cook at home. Yeah. Um, nothing professionally, but when you but were... I make some good stuff, <laughs> <laughs> we believe that. Uh, but when you made, when you became a sous chef, yeah. um, so it was a sous chef of savory or was it a sous chef of, of, of pastry, of pastry. So we have the restaurant and then the pastry department. Um, and over there, there's a pastry chef and pastry sous chef. I see. And the restaurant's yeah. not Michelin, right? No. But the... The, the, the Ribouchon one. The Bouchon was... Yeah. Or Bouchon was, was Michelin. Two, how, yeah. is it, how is it working at a restaurant like that? Amazing. I felt that it was very challenging because um, everything has to be perfect. Um you had to work fast that's how I learned it was my first job after school which was amazing to go there right after school um at that point it wasn't a Michelin star so the reviewers were there when I was they might have eaten one of like the your dish might have gotten them maybe I don't know because we don't know yeah (laughs) um so that That is exciting to is. that's amazing uh, to be like a part of. But how does it function? Such a restaurant. Um, there's also again the savory side and the pastry side, and over there there's also a bakery because th- we make the breads and everything over there. Usually restaurants get their own bread from different bakery, um, so over there we had everything, um, which is very very good. Um, and then just the savory chef is in charge of the savory and then the bread chef is in charge of all the breads and the pastry chef is in charge of all the pastries and they work together. And what's the toughest, uh, thing you had to make? Uh, is there such thing? Um, you like- learn how to make everything in, it's not like a one thing. Every, every one thing had so many layers and inserts and like mousses and stuff. So, but was there one thing that was particularly complicated to make um, or they are all just complicated? No, once you learn the technique, it's not very complicated. I think what was challenging for me is to work fast. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But you always... I have another it. question. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's a cliche of reality cooking shows, but did you ever cry in, the, in a cooking <laughs> job? <laughs> from like uh, emotion or from stress? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> What are you, heartless? <laughs> <laughs> no, because you learn that it's a job and... All your chef wants is to make you better. Um, so even if it's... Did someone else in your cry? Like one mm, of your friends? No. We, no. We're, we're, we're a small team. Okay. Um, we're just like... That's five. disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I have a it question to make up for still. it. Yeah. So 
I've always had this dilemma in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> you can't cook. But I can't, we, no, yeah. First of all, I, I cook. I co- yeah, I, I it's not great. food. It's oh, not great. No, I but I, I can make a few dishes. It's edible. I can make omelets. No, but I've always had this this idea. And my, my mother's a great chef. I think my family's Moroccan. They make some great food. It's not generally the most, like, I guess, the peak of culinary. Uh, but I I had one experience with a Michelin star restaurant. It was in uh, It was in Budapest. And I ended up in there by accident. We we made a reservation at this Michelin star restaurant, and uh, How can you make that? Because <laughs> we just searched on TripAdvisor and we found this place called Costa or Costas, and we're like, yeah, look, it had oh, like Costa four stars. Coffee. Yeah, we're like, good. okay, we made a reservation. We went there like four guys. And we showed up and like like I was like with like a yeah, like a North know. Face jacket and like my my friend had mittens on. It was just like ooh pajama Shit pants. Show. It was yeah. And we walk in and we're like, uh oh. Uh. But then like four guys came up, started taking off our jacket. It's Sashi like we were you. we were in. They didn't stop you. We were. It's like we were at the point of no return, and we're we weren't gonna. We were there for a friend's bachelor uh, thing, so we we're like, okay, let's make the most of it. And so we sat down and we had a dinner and like, it was just, it was, I mean, it was ridiculous. They brought us these little like semi, semi, uh, semi spheres, like half spheres on a pallet of Himalayan salt. Now I didn't explain (laughs) what it was and I I thought it was, I thought it was like candies. So I went to reach for one and the waiter was like basically slapped my hand almost. And he didn't really slap my hand, but he was like, sir, those are, that's butter. <laughs> I was about to just eat the whole thing. But anyway. And then you got the bread. Yeah, I got the bread. It was really delicious. He didn't get the memo that it was yeah. butter for the week. <laughs> so the, it, was, it, was, it was quite a shit show. But this is my dilemma. My dilemma is, and I've had good food and I know that there is kind of, there's good food though you don't know what tart to 10 is i don't know what tart to 10 the point but there's there's obviously like a scale but i wonder if you think there's any point which it which is like a fraud what people call artsy fartsy yeah fraud like if if there's like a point where it's like okay this is like it's good but like Come on. If she goes and says now the Michelin stars is a fraud, then basically she's out of a job. You well, know? We won't tell anybody. No, I'm, not, I'm not working there he won't, he won't see this. No one will see this. Um, no, there is a very big difference uh, when it comes to three Michelin stars. Um, and older stars. Like, I think it's just the level of attention to details once it gets to the level of stars. Um and it's not the Michelin stars. It's not just about the food. It's also the atmosphere, the service. Everything is included in one, and that's how you get the stars. If it's, if the food is good but the atmosphere is bad, you won't get a Michelin star. Mm-hmm. Um, it has to come together as a restaurant, and only restaurant gets Michelin stars. So, but the atmosphere. I'm. I have to say, I'm gonna press <laughs> you a little on this, because I feel like the atmosphere was very uptight. You know what I mean? It wasn't like there are restaurants where you get great food. It's all laid back. Even like great chefs like Ayal yeah. Shani has like a very nice, but like. Whether or not he's a great chef feel, is debatable. Uh, I like his food. But I'm saying I think the Miznon, for example, yeah. is like, to me, the atmosphere there is, 
is is much more i don't know lively than if you were to go what's his uh, really nice restaurant uh called the one where the, the, al chanese yeah a salon no not a salon there's the, never oh, mind okay, okay. maybe okay. anyway if you go to you know one yeah. of his really kind of high class expensive restaurants so i'm wondering if it's like why do you think we hold this up to a higher why does it matter degree why does it matter yeah the atmosphere um if it's all people about look food. for that um again some people i personally like um the miznon better than um something fancier but that's just me a lot of people just prefer something fancy over let's say cheaper food yeah you're or... not the audience man <laughs> <laughs> no i know but, I'm, but that's exactly but my that's point. again that's my that's how like what i prefer um i like to make high quality pastries but i like eating I don't know, the Pad Thai and the street foods of Thailand, so. <laughs> and I think that that's what, okay, this is, I'm going to say one last thing and then I'm, yeah. I'm done with this. But I think that's my point is that like, you're obviously someone who has the palate to differentiate between like refined, has a refined palate to differentiate between like quality food and, and still you can say, okay, the, these, More there are restaurants though. Yeah, but I feel like, I wonder if at some point it becomes, like, some kind of level of elitism. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's good food. Yeah. And good food is good. Yeah. And I'm not doubting that the chefs that reach the top, they're the good chefs. But I wonder if they kind of ride some kind of wave and say, okay, there's this, there's this audience who wants to pay hundreds of dollars for their food. And I'm going to feed them. It's like if you're a taxi driver, you need to have a Cadillac if you want the high-class customers, yeah. right? Even yeah. though, you know, a Toyota from 98 will get you from point A to point B. <laughs> But not in style. <laughs> not in style. Maybe it will stop in the way. <laughs> Toyota, 98 Toyota leads to food poisoning. Yeah, I just think it depends on what people want and yeah. what they're used to. Um, I don't know. Everyone prefers different stuff. What's yeah. the dessert you like making the most? Did I ask that already? No. No, right? Um, again, I love making a lot of stuff. Um, but especially when it's just small. Uh, when it's like one, two bites. Your best friend has a birthday. <laughs> What would you cook her or him? Bake. <laughs> bake. Sorry. Bake, <laughs> bake, bake. Um, well, it must be something that she likes. So... I don't know. I would make adjustments for her. <laughs> <laughs> She's a tough one. She, you should be a politician. You're in the wrong business. Learn from my dad. <laughs> Can we I'll, eat the food already? <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a second, Aitan. In a second. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> I want to see how long he lasts. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to walk up. And... What nation makes the best pastries? Uh, definitely Paris. Paris, France. So then why not there? Um, that was... Uh, I was thinking of going to Paris or the United States, but um, I don't know. I feel like the States, I have a lot more connection. Maybe because when I was young, we traveled there a lot. So was, I wanted to live there, even though it's not the same traveling and living. But I just had this idea. I want to live there. Um, and also... Uh, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of Europe. Mm. What? Uh, I think maybe because I lived in Austria and it wasn't the best experience. Um, I just didn't want to... 
Yeah, well, Gavin. Hitler was born there. <laughs> why? Why wasn't it the best? I went there. What happened? I in, just went in there. Vienna. Yeah. In Austria. Um, I mean, I I was in eighth grade, and winter is harsh. Um, like. Yeah. You wait for the bus at 6 a.m. when it's dark and snowing, and you come back at 4 p.m. when it's dark and snowing. So basically all like the hours of the sun, you're just in school. I thought you were going to tell us about some traumatizing childhood experience, and, and you're like, no. winter was tough. No, seriously, <laughs> it was just the winter. It was tough. <laughs> I'm just, I, I don't like cold, enough. and I love the sun. So New York has a pretty... Rush, hush, ru- I know that's a pretty why harsh there winter. Now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's why I went to Thailand. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, she. This tan you you see, it's a Thailand from oh, Thailand. You see it? Yeah. <laughs> um, and another thing I wanted to ask you, like, what's your dream? Like, you see yourself coming here. You you know what caught my ears? You said that there is no real pastry or school or something in israel you said something like that at the beginning so maybe you should open one or so or um, so but do you have another dream now there is i mean the level is pretty good here in israel it was just not what i was looking for um again i was looking something for something that is every single day um and we didn't have that here i don't know about now but um there are schools here that are pretty good and the level that they offer so. what is your dream then for the future my dream um well definitely um to become a good pastry chef um don't have to be famous but the quality of my stuff have to be on point um i would love to have family also um that's also a dream Fair <laughs> um enough. So, yeah, I would love to have my small, tiny pastry shop, um, not a restaurant. Where? Tel Aviv or New York? Provence. Um, <laughs> no. Um, that's a good question. I mean, I would love to have it in both. Um, it's just, I feel like sometimes in Israel it's too hard for stuff. So, timing, I guess it's all about the timing right. and where i feel like in new york because of all the different types of people um a lot of stuff that can be open can be really successful because there are so many people that have different tastes um but i don't know i guess we'll have to see <laughs> okay and now <laughs> ladies and gentlemen yes okay sorry <laughs> i'm getting too excited <laughs> sir weinstein shall taste I, we can Wait. fake it like it's a Michelin restaurant. <laughs> Sir? I need a palate cleanser. He would think that it's butter. <laughs> no, that it's candy. <laughs> this is not butter. This is not butter. No. Okay, now I ask that before I eat anything. It's like a... It's not Okay, butter. go ahead and tell us. There is butter it. in it. Describe oh, what God. you... Yeah. It's worth emphasizing that sugar is not healthy, guys. So this is uh, l- a, like a cookie bottom, yeah. a sugar cookie bottom, you said? Yeah, with like cinnamon, yeah. Okay. And and these are layers of, you know what? Never mind. I don't it look, care. It looks like a Shakespeare. Wow, in one bite. Yeah. <laughs> you can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Have one. Okay. You, you wow. Know, you, Oh my god. No, but you need to eat all the layers. <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> no, it tastes What I really, amazing. really love about pastry is that you can make like something that has just one texture. Put a mousse in a cup and it would have just one texture. But if you put 
different types of textures in the cup with the mousse. It's so much more interesting. I'm going to give our audience like a close-up mm -hmm. view of it. Nice okay, crazy. what I love, <laughs> yeah, he lost it. Um, Look at this guy. It's all focus. Your... Yeah, see it? Huh? This is amazing. Um, what, are these, what are these gold flakes? It's gold leaf. It's a gold leaf. What I liked about it, yes. it's delicious. It's not too Thank sweet. You. you know, we are so used to over sweetness, yeah. right? Yeah. It's just enough. Not too sweet. It's also a little bit sour, which is fun from the apples. Because the apples, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he loves the cookies. <laughs> yeah, he loves the cookie. I want to ask you about the cookies because, you know, you have those who make a crunchy cookie. Yeah. And you may make soft cookies. Yeah. Or at least this one oh, is soft. Oh, definitely went the right way with that, by the way. Thank soft you. cookie, cr Crunchy cookies are just yeah. awful. I, I, lo I like soft cookies, yeah. too. I they mean, say Nazis ate crunchy cookies. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they invented the crunchy cookie <laughs> before the Cyclone B. Yeah, yeah that that's why. The... That's why they were got so like upset and did all the things they did because of the crunchy cookie. <laughs> I didn't hear that one. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. The cookie. The cookie's amazing. I, I had it's one amazing. before, guys. The cookie's amazing because it's like it's not also, it's just, it's not just chewy. There's that chips ahoy. You know chips ahoy. Yeah. So, okay, they also are pretty great, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but Chips I Ahoy has not that. they're better than mine. No, no, they're not. But they have, because they have that artificial chewiness that you can, this is just like, there's a chewiness that's almost like a chewiness and a crunchiness that's, I think that's what makes things delicious, if I had to define. Textures. It, no, but it's like a, it's a balance. It's like. You don't want something that you, you want crunchy, you want chewy, you want kind of like a mesh between. And this is like exactly that. I'm going to well, have one you. and shut up. Just one. <laughs> I'm going to have the rest of them. Oh my God, so good. Uh, yeah, they're amazing. Um, and I guess hopefully in the future people can go to New York and try your things because there's no other option or as here. of now. Or here. Yeah. You do like, if someone calls you and invites you to do a private event, it's something that you do um not at this point but okay. i might um i'm not saying no because i never know what's gonna happen but i'm open to many things by the way one of the trends now in tel aviv uh there's this new service uh it's called night cookies you oh, heard about oh, it I yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's like in new york all those yeah stuff too, so yeah here it's pretty new so they basically you order you order cookie you get hot cookie. it's for dope heads basically i have a friend who you know by the way but i won't i won't uh i won't publicize his his name here who ordered that who basically got high one night and then, <laughs> and then you and then or <laughs> yeah <laughs> i have a friend who you know who's <laughs> this guy no. <laughs> not me. anyway he got it high you. okay he got high and he ordered these cookies and then he fell asleep. But the thing is, he ordered them for two days later. Sorry, he wasn't high when he ordered. He ordered them because they only do Wednesday to Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he ordered them on like a Tuesday night or a Monday night. Because he, he, like, he was like, to I'm going to want it. Do you need to order in advance? You can't just call and No, say, you can call them. But you okay. can also order on like a Monday or Tuesday. And he ordered it for that Wednesday. And then on Wednesday, he got high. <laughs> and he fell asleep, like really dying for a dessert. And then lo and behold, there was a ring at his... He completely forgot there was a ring at his door. Cookies. 
Well, I found that to be the What's most the amazing moral story. Of the story? Basically, <laughs> you should order you should order cookies <laughs> to your house <laughs> at random times. Okay. Um, thank you for that. You're welcome. Sir? Can I have another cookie? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it didn't shut up. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Do you want to plug something before we go? Mm. The restaurant? Maybe. Okay. That's an that's a no. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't I don't I don't think she's decided yet. Okay. Um <laughs> so I guess not. Um so before we go, yeah. We have a collaboration with the Jewish Journal. Uh I'll do it with a that mouthful of cookies. Was Sorry? Very fast. Was it? Yeah. It's 50 minutes. Um, we have a collaboration with the Jewish Journal, uh, jewishjournal.com. They have podcasts, great articles, great writers. They're the best, basically. So check them out at uh, jewishjournal.com. Did you finish the, the cookie? <laughs> okay. So yeah. uh, um, we don't only accept cookies and uh, baked goods. We also accept donations. Mm-hmm, guys, we do this on our free time, so if you would like to donate, you can go to 2NJB.com slash donate and throw a few shekels our way. And that's it, basically. Yuval, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for You're having the best. me. This was thank amazing. You. Thank you for coming, but really, mostly, thank you for the cookies. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> You're going to invite me again just for them. <laughs> Exactly. Thank you so much. Maybe I'll do a midnight cookie delivery. That would be successful. But you'd have to cook the cookies. <laughs> bake the cookies. All Thank right. you so much. Bye, guys. Yeah.